Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hi there, this is episode 19 of the Still Space Podcast, More Still Space Practices to Maintain Executive Presence in Anxious Moments. This episode is a continuation of episode 18 and gives you more specific actionable strategies you can use to gain power in the still space. In the still space, is where we execute self-regulation practices that disarm doubt before your thoughts take over and emotions rule your behavior. This is where procrastination, perfectionism, resentment, anger, sadness, and stuck thoughts take hold if we don't know how to manage ourselves. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker, not your thoughts. If you are familiar with recognizing the still space, you can shift your thoughts and behavior before fear creeps in. That's power. That's peace. That's what I want you to have. So we're going to get right to it today. And the first strategy I'm going to share with you is called, The World is Not About Me. Instead of focusing on what you want that you don't have, reverse the perspective. In this strategy, When we are stuck in a web of anxiety over our own self-pity, feeling rejected and that we're not good enough, it is freeing to A, take the focus off yourself. Think of someone who needs your support, your prayers, your meditative thoughts. B, call them. C, write to them. D, pray for them. E, do something for them without expecting anything in return. And this might be for someone that you don't even know, but you know they need something. Be grateful for who does love and accept you. Name these people. Pray, meditate, call, write to them. Send positive energy in their direction. Remind yourself the world is not about me. I can remember when we were as a family, my children and I, in the depths of despair. We were on food stamps, welfare, medical assistance, long before I became a CEO running organizations up to 31 million. I remember how low we were, and I remember looking at my children in the face and thinking, I don't want them to think we are in despair. I want them to know they have power. I want them to have the ability to do things to help other people. And we packed food every Sunday after church. We went down to somebody's house and packed food for the homeless. And it was fun. 
It was just fun being with other people, doing things for somebody else with the focus on somebody other than ourselves. This is healthy. This puts the focus off yourself and on to being a servant leader, giving to others. This shifts you from the victim mentality to power, to the creator. You are the creator. This removes you from the state of comparison, resentment, hatred, envy, jealousy. It puts you in a place of serving. Next practice is C. The next practice is C, face, replace. And as I go through these practices, think about which ones might be good for you in which situation. They don't all apply to every situation, but having them in your tool belt helps you pull them out at the right time. My clients have all of these on hand. We've tried them in various situations, and as they work through them, they can see the clearing, the awareness growing, the breadth of freedom that they have when they know they have options and can control their thoughts. They can choose their emotions, choose their thoughts, just like you would on a buffet table. That's exactly what thoughts and emotions are. They don't take hold of us. We control them. But if we don't become the active party, the moving party, then they do take us over. So this is helping to gain back the power that is innately yours to have in the first place. Again, see, face, replace. You see, face, and replace the fear. Acknowledge the triggers and the feeling. Oh, this situation sets me up to be defensive or angry. I'm going to honor that feeling. Pull the fear out by the roots and examine it in your hand. Just like you would something you'd pick up off the street. It's not wrapped around your heart. It's not wrapped around your soul. It's in your hand withering on the outside of you. If you need to shut down so that you don't overreact, simply tell yourself, it's okay to shut down for a moment until I regain my good reason. Then replace the fear perspective with a mindful practice. You might rename butterflies as excitement or reframe fear as a sign of your physical readiness. See face replace is unidentifying with the stronghold that any fear has on you. You're looking at it just like you would look at a picture or a movie. Next practice is tune in to stillness. Locate one object in the room that is perfectly still. Identify with it. Notice its texture, its color, how it remains stationary and still among the chaos. Adopt its posture, its regal nature, its presence. With each in-breath, envision a connection between you both growing stronger. You are simply tuning in to the stillness, noticing the stillness and allowing yourself to relate to the calm, still nature of what you're seeing. Next practice is a simple one, and I use this often. It's called 555 Calm. When you're tense and you really want to slow down your heart rate, you want to breathe deeply, you just feel overwhelmed, very simply to remember 555 Calm. Number one, 
Slow down your breathing by inhaling all the way to your belly, deep down into your belly for a count of five. In breath, two, three, four, five. Hold your breath for a count of one, two, three, four, five. Exhale for a count of one, two, three, four, five. Hold the exhale while you slowly say to yourself, calm, two, three, four, five, and five repeat. So let's go through that again. In breath, two, three, four, five. Hold, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Calm, two, three, four, five. In breath, two, three, four, five. Hold, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Hold the exhale while saying calm, two, three, four, five. This will slow your heart rate down and give you a little bit of peace and freedom. Next practice is turn it down and walk past. When past drama or limiting beliefs show up in your thoughts and create uncomfortable feelings, number one, imagine your hand reaching out and turning down the volume, just like you would turn down the volume on a stereo Turn down the volume of the thoughts in your head. You intentionally choose not to play loudly those thoughts. You control the volume, just turning it down, 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 down. Number two, or imagine the intruding thought like a nagging, barking dog. You notice it and choose to walk past it Noticing it getting farther and farther away and the sound diminishing as you walk on. You might even wave to the dog as you walk by or the notion of this intrusive thought or whatever it is that is annoying you. You're just walking on by or watching that train just go on by you. It's not stopping in your station. That train of chaos is just passing you by as you wave to it and allow it to flow past you. If you can hold with any of these practices for 90 seconds, the thought will go by and you will regain your power. Next, I want to briefly go through a body scan. This is a typical meditative technique. You can do it anywhere at any time. You take a very deep breath and scan your body, paying particular attention to where you hold tension as you release any tense part that you notice. Systematically begin at the top of your head, keeping pace with your breathing. I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out. Isolate each part of your body, noticing how it feels on the in-breath and relaxing it on the out-breath as you go, starting with your head, noticing any tension around the forehead, the eyes, the mouth, the jaw, the ears, the neck, the shoulders, arms, hands, chest, torso, stomach, digestive system, cardiovascular system, neurological system, hips, legs, toes, 
all while breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in, notice each part. Breathing out, allowing it to relax. Breathing in, I notice my eyes. Breathing out, I release any tension in my eyes. Breathing in, I notice my jaw. Breathing out, I smile and relax my jaw. Now with practice, you will be able to execute these strategies with ease systematically, just going through every part of your body. Another practice is That's interesting. When a fearful thought inserts itself into your mind, matter-of-factly say to yourself, that's interesting. What is this trying to teach me? This shifts the fear paralysis to one of inquiry. You focus in the moment on being curious instead of fast-forwarding your thoughts to a doom and gloom ending, one that might be a tragedy, that is just your imagination. Of course, it's not going to occur. This keeps you in the moment and leaves no room for assumptions. Oh, that's interesting. What is this trying to teach me? This is using your curiosity. Here is one that I use often. It's called Release, Deserve, Accept. Take a deep breath. This exercise is quick and effective in the still space. Answer these questions. I release my need to, insert whatever it is. Number two, I deserve, insert what you deserve. Number three, I am ready to accept blank into my life. Now here's an example of what this might sound like in real time. Deep breath. I release my need to control the situation. Number two, I deserve to feel freedom and peace and not that I need to control, just that I can observe. And number three, I'm ready to accept that there are things that I can't change into my life. You can post this statement somewhere where you will see it just to remind yourself. Number one, I release my need to. Number two, I deserve. And number three, I'm ready to accept. These little reminders that we post help keep us in the still space. Another one might just simply be gratitude. This practice is where you name one thing you are grateful for in this moment. And number two in that practice, smile. That visceral reaction to smiling, noticing your face muscles changing with a smile, your eyes lighting up, it's a release for you. Gratitude is a great still space practice. And what about play? Play with the idea of what life would be like if that assumption or negative feeling or fear were not a part of your life. I have a lot of clients that might be dealing with physical challenges, joint pain, digestive issues, or they're dealing with aging parents, or they're dealing with something's wrong with their child and they're very concerned about it. What would it be like if that weren't going on right now? Just to give yourself a reprieve. What would be going on? Where would your self-care practice be then? How would you be playful? 
Play with that for five minutes. You deserve it. Write it down or draw what you envision and what it feels like to be there. Post that vision where you can see it every day to remind yourself there are still a lot more parts of you than are requiring your focus right now. The next practice is called the four F's of finding common ground. This is very helpful when you're in a contentious conversation or negotiation. Number one, I understand how you might, quote, feel that way, the first F. Number two, I felt the same way, the second F, until I found out the fact. That's the third and fourth F. I understand how you might feel that way. I felt the same way until I found out the facts, which is a lot more congenial than saying, no, you're wrong. This is the way it is. You know, the need to be right has caused more wars and conflicts than any other reason. We don't need to be right. We just want to get it right. And this four F's of finding common ground, I've been using this as a negotiation technique in my career for many, many years, is very easy to remember, can pull it out of your tool belt at any time, and very easy to execute. Different situations call for different strategies. In a difficult conversation, you don't have time for a body scan. If you get in the habit of first identifying the still space, just a wink or a deep breath can do it. You'll find in that moment you have the power to gather your poise. And in that split second, you might be able to hear an opportunity that you might have missed in a fear state. This is where the still space is so powerful. Another practice is... Now is all, tell yourself, now is all that matters. I'll stay in this moment to avoid overthinking or fast forwarding to pain and suffering. People that are overwhelmed and anxious and they're most of the time worried about the future or guilting about the past, my clients find this really easy to execute because it's not too hard to remember. Now is all. Now is all that matters. I'll stay in this moment right now. I am not threatened right now. I'm not afraid of whatever, insert losing my job, offending somebody, not being liked. I will stay in this moment. Deep breath. I'm noticing some good things going on here. Now, this next practice is something that you pull out when you just are completely distraught. It's called just shut down. If you feel completely and utterly overwhelmed, as if you are going to overreact or lash out and you can feel it bubbling up inside of you, it is okay to tell yourself, it's okay to just shut down right now until I can regain my good reason. That means don't say anything, no intrusive body language, no dismissive body language. I will just be still in the still space and shut down. Deep breath in, deep breath out, relax. Breathing in, breathing out, keeping pace with your breathing, allowing that constricted view to open up a little bit, where you can respond in an appropriate manner without doing or saying something that you regret. Here's a practice 
that is very helpful when you can't sleep. It slows your heart rate down such that you can fall asleep. It's called the 478 technique. You breathe in for a count of four, hold it for a count of seven, slowly breathe out for a count of eight, and repeat. Breathing in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And you'll see that the hold and the exhale are longer. That's what slows your heart rate down. And if you can repeat this strategy and stay with the counting, this will help you fall asleep. If you're feeling that the pace of it is just not comfortable for you, then you can pause after two or three rounds of this and just say natural breathing in, natural breathing out, natural breathing in, natural breathing out, and then go back to the counting. In for a count of four, hold for a count of seven, exhale for a count of eight, repeat. The next practice is called all of me. And this is where you get out of your thoughts and into your body. This is where fear shows up in our body. We don't think that, but all stress, all tension, all negativity shows up in your body. You describe the taste, smell, sound, feel, and what you see that you're afraid of. You know, I have this presentation tomorrow and I'm really anxious about it. Okay, let's talk about that. If it had a taste, what would that fear taste like? Ooh, it just feels really sour. What does it smell like? Mm, it smells sour. Well, tell me a little bit more about what that smell is. Oh, I guess it smells like it's going bad. It's foul. What does it sound like? Oh, it's screeching like nails on a chalkboard. Well, what does it feel like if you were to reach out your hand and touch it? It feels slimy. And what does it look like? What color is it? Well, it's sort of green and black. How does this show up in your mind? This is important because now you see how you're externalizing the fear. You're allowing it to be something that's not just stuck in your head. You can see it, smell it, taste it, feel it, and then think about where am I holding all of these negative, yucky things in my body? Do I notice them in my throat? Do I notice them in my chest? Do I notice them in my neck, in my spine, in my belly? Where is it showing up? This all of me exercise allows you to see, feel, taste, hear everything associated with your fear so you can start to detach from it a little bit more instead of it taking hold of you as something that is, quote, unknown. This next practice is called in-the-moment fear strategies. Okay, these are various things that I share with my clients that you can use at any time. Say to yourself, to that tension that's creeping up on you. I recognize you. I can feel you making my heart race and my stomach flip 
and making me fearful and making me afraid I'll miss out or won't be able to handle things or I'll be judged for things and I'm not good enough. I recognize you. You can settle down. I've got this. We'll get it together. Breathe. We've got this covered. We're all right. Because that part of you that's fearful is actually not something you want to turn away from. It's you. It's you being you. You don't want to hate it. And I hate when this happens. No, it's just something that's part of you. I recognize you. I can feel you coming. Breathe in, deep breath. Breathe out, deep breath. We've got this. We've got it covered. We're all right. Another fear moment strategy is to rub an artifact, a penny, paper clip, pen. Transfer your anxiety to that object. Imagine all the discomfort running down your arm and into that object. Another strategy, acknowledge what is out of your hands. Surrender to fate, God, the universe, however you see it. Just say to yourself, quote, this is out of my hands. Or how about dropping your shoulders, putting your head up, opening your back and chest with a big inhale, put all corners of your feet on the ground, unclench your jaw, release your tongue from pressing on the roof of your mouth, release the muscles in your thighs and back and neck and shoulders, Put your energy where you want it, instead of allowing yourself to be caught up in a wave of negativity, pain, and doubt. Strike a power pose for confidence. If a part of your body is ailing, honor that, notice it, and then move to another part of your body and notice how that isn't ailing. Notice how you appreciate the use of your hands, the use of your legs, whatever is not bothering you. So you can transfer back and forth to seeing that life is beyond pain, life is beyond discomfort. And the last strategy I'm going to share with you, I call managing the false self or the ego. This is when you notice fear rising in yourself and you feel an urge to react or defend yourself because you feel that you're in danger. And you want to overcome this anxiety because you know to act out is going to embarrass you or to withdraw is going to make you not present or seen or valued. So a way to disarm that ego that's rising up and saying, oh, you're not safe here. We better do something. And this is probably my favorite of all of these, that's why I saved it until the end, is to smile at the fear. Shake your head at it. Uh, no. Of course you're there just trying to protect me, but not today. I've got this. And breathe deeply. Again, smile at the fear. Yep. Oh, there you are. Shake your head. Nope. Of course, you're there just trying to protect me, but not today. I've got this. Breathe in and breathe out. That's managing your ego, your false self, the part of you that gets up in front of your face and wants you to procrastinate or self-sabotage 
or argue with somebody when it's not worth it, or withdraw all the things that hold you back from being you because everything that you want is available to you right now if you can learn to manage your thoughts and feelings in the moment. There isn't a skill that you can't learn on your own, but the one that you have to practice and meticulously identify what works for you and continue to practice is self-regulation of that false self that steps in front of your path when just when you're ready to do something great, it wants you to mm, play small because if you fail, then you'll fail small. And I, as the ego, will have done my job. I've kept you safe, but I've also kept you from everything that you want and love and freedom and happiness. So I hope that these strategies today have given you some basis to start your own mindful practices. This is what I work on with my clients because you can learn anything by going back to school, but the practice of managing yourself is what is going to give you everything that you want because everything that you want is already in front of you. You're just not getting it because you're in the way. Your ego, that false self is in the way, jumping up in front of you and saying, oh, no, no, don't take a risk over there because you might get hurt. And again, this is not something that we want to argue with or hate about ourselves. It's there to have kept us safe, which is why we're not extinct as a species, but it's not serving you when you want to develop more meaningful relationships, have a happier life, have a better career, get along with your boss better, get along with your team better. This is all possible in self-awareness, self-regulation, and self-acceptance. So I'm very happy to have been with you today and shared with you some of the best strategies that my clients are executing in the moment. They're self-aware to see how to bring those up, how to use them, when to use them, and how to accept themselves in the process. So wishing you peace and freedom today. I have something really special that I can't wait to share with you. Most of you know that I work by day as the CEO of a $31 million organization, and I coach a handful of clients in the evening. Now I have taken the tenets of mindful leadership and put that into a training program so that you can fast track your career leadership while also balancing that with a good night's sleep, healthy eating habits, and close relationships. I call this program Mindful Leader Satisfied Life. Not only will you have the training, you also get one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, not a group, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me so that we can unravel your personal assumptions that are holding you back. You will no longer be unnoticed, undervalued, and inadequate, feel judged, and that others think that there's something wrong with you and you start thinking there's something wrong with you too because you're getting passed over for promotions, new roles, no longer doing all the things you hear you should be doing. Sigh of relief, right? With only defeat and the fear that failure is in your DNA forever 
dogging you in the back of your mind. You'll no longer be disconnected from colleagues, friends, and family, or following the shoulds that make you feel you're still behind the curve and might even lose everything altogether. No longer frustration about habits that show up in terms of snacking, disjointed relationships, vices, poor sleep. No longer making excuses while not actually getting any closer to high performance. So if you're interested in this program, all you have to do is go to my website, maryleegannon.com. Click on the link on the top that says Coach with Mary Lee. It explains all about the program. Fill out a few questions on the questionnaire so that I know a little bit more about you and I'll reach right out to you and we'll set up a time to talk and we'll get you started. No longer will you have to wake up and say, I missed an opportunity. I wish I had. Please remember that I can only take a few clients at a time and I already have a full book right now. So I'd like to make sure that you're on the list. Head over to Mary Lee Gannon.com. Click on Coaching with Mary Lee. Let's get started. I'm glad you were with me today, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, MaryLeeGannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me.